This episode of Inside Acting is brought to you in part by Rehearsal 2, the app for actors. Want to learn your lines fast? Be off book for auditions? Explore your characters and make stronger choices? There's an app for that. Rehearsal 2. Download it now at rehearsaltheapp.com slash download. That's rehearsaltheapp.com slash download. Hello and welcome to episode 164 of Inside Acting. My name is Trevor Algott. And I'm AJ Meyer. And on this podcast, we interview actors, writers, casting directors, filmmakers, agents, managers, personal finance and fitness gurus, voiceover artists, aerialists, you name it, anybody involved in any way, shape, or form with the entertainment industry that are walking the walk. We interview them, put those interviews in this podcast with us kind of yabbering about our own, ourselves on each side, and then we uh, stick it out there on the worldwide intertubes for your listening pleasure. <laughs> uh, as always, we are just two dudes with a podcast. We started this podcast because we were looking for the answers, not because we have them. So if you'd like to, uh, you know, toss in your two cents, maybe uh, call the voicemail line, email us, uh, you know, let us know what you agree with, what you don't agree with, if we've got something wrong. I love being corrected by our listeners. Is that weird? Uh, you can do so by starting at our website. Find all the different ways of getting in touch with us at InsideActingPodcast.com. And on today's episode, we have part two of my chat with actress slash really just content creator, just prolific content creator, Bria Grant. So make sure you guys <laughs> stick around for that. Hey, everyone. So uh, Trevor and I have a lot of stuff to get through in this episode. We are once again uh, crunched for time, so we're actually not going to be able to get to all of our listener questions and voicemails. We've gotten them all. They're on a list. We will answer them in chronological order. I feel like one of those... um, those operators this your or the, the, the like hold message your yeah. call will be answered in the order that it was received Seriously. um so we we will get to them we promise but we've got some exciting stuff here just um right off the bat and uh <clears throat> i think trevor you're probably going to be the one kind of uh laying the smackdown on all these announcements okay. considering you're uh not only at the forefront of many of them but also uh you know the one that was in touch with um Josh Caldwell about the the second totally. half of this. Yeah. Okay. So let's just kind of rifle on through these. So first of all, everybody, we're thrilled to announce that we are uh, moving our entire library over to SoundCloud. We've been using Podbean for a long time, <clears throat> and they're great. There's really nothing hugely wrong with them, except that they charge more than SoundCloud for kind of less features. And they seem to just kind of continue the tradition of Blip, where they just kind of randomly drop episodes of ours, and they just kind of randomly disappear from the feed and things like that. Not sure what's up with the whole, like, 99-episode limit on iTunes and stuff. So we're hoping that moving over to SoundCloud will provide a superior experience for everybody. The catch is that we're doing it by hand. We have 163 episodes behind us, behind this one, and I'm actually going through by hand and uploading each and every single one and making sure that it's connected, that it looks good, that it sounds good, things like that. So this is going to take a little while, uh, but you can find us now uh, on SoundCloud at um, soundcloud.com slash insideacting. And if you check that page and just kind of like check our website, you'll see the SoundCloud players embedded in the site. And on our actual SoundCloud page, you'll see uh, all the episodes kind of beginning to be uploaded day by day uh, and all organized by season. We're also back on Stitcher uh, again. So hope you guys dig that. And then secondly, that those two were kind of the first kind of point there. Secondly, um, we're going to kick off a new kind of feature here that we hope will be really useful to people, and we're calling them right now Insider Notes, IAP Insider Notes. And here's kind of where this idea came from. I was going through the Bria Grant interview, and I was kind of editing it for time and taking out any superfluous content. And I was I was taking notes, both kind of for myself, but also because I wanted to make sure that AJ had some some information on what we talked about before we recorded and things like that. 
And as I was taking these notes, I realized how much really good, actionable content is in these interviews. And I had never really taken notes before. And I, I started thinking, I wonder how many of our listeners actually sit down and take notes when it comes to this stuff. And I'm willing to bet it's not, not everybody. In fact, probably not a lot of people. And I thought, wouldn't it be great if there was a sort of easy-to-reference kind of guidebook or, or sort of, I think, AJ, when we talked about it, you kind of suggested like a, like a Cliff's Notes version almost for the episode. Mm-hmm. an easy way to look at the big ideas, the big takeaways, the big learns, the things that are, are kind of directly applicable to your career right now. And I thought it'd be really cool to have that and be able to offer that to our listeners. So uh, going forward, we're going to be providing these insider notes along with every episode. The catch is that they're going to be available to patrons only. Um, It's a good bit of extra work, and we definitely want to make sure that we're adding as much value as possible for the people that support us every month. So we're going to make the insider notes for episode 163, last week's episode. That's going to be free and available to everybody immediately. Basically, go to the website. You'll see a link uh, in the show notes for both this episode and last episode, and you can download the insider notes there. It'll be a a nicely formatted PDF thing that you can print out or or whatever. And then going forward, this episode and going forward, the insider notes will be email kind of each patron will receive an email um, when the episode is released with a link to the insider notes. So if it sounds like something you might dig, Check it out for free for episode 163, and then uh, consider signing up as a patron for you know five bucks a month, and um, and get a sort of um, get all the kind of mental heavy lifting for the episode already done for you. That's kind of the way I like to think of it. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, hope you guys dig that. We're gonna do that just kind of on a an experimental basis right now. We'll try it for a little while and see what people think of it. If it turns out it's something that people don't really need or want, then we'll we'll discontinue. But. Let us know your thoughts on that. I would really love to hear if that's useful to you. I like to think of it as a, as a really inexpensive sort of acting school, film school thing, but from a career perspective. So I, I'm really stoked about it, and I'd love to hear what people think. Whew, and then the third thing. <laughs> a lot of talking here. The third thing is a recent IAP guest, Joshua Caldwell. He was a few episodes ago, but I'm sure you guys remember him. He was the filmmaker who had that film that he made for about 6K. And uh, the film was in French, almost entirely in French, and he doesn't speak French. And we talked about why he put a film in, in French. And um, anyway, he he contacted us and said, you know, I'm really excited to be releasing this film. We're actually going to do a, a digital release. And on Monday, October 13th, which is the day we're recording this, the film is available to purchase. And there's several different packages, and he wanted to let us know that he's offering our listeners an exclusive discount. It's a dollar off the traditional purchase, which gets you a 1080p download of the film. Or if you want to bump up and get the DIY bundle, which includes an in-depth interview with Josh, uh, four anatomy of a scene videos, which is pretty cool, kind of deconstructing some of the, the actual work, as well as the director's commentary track. Um, that's only $9 after the IAP discount. In fact, it's eight ninety five. So it's pretty cool. The coupon code uh, for that, uh, you've got the links on our website, and the coupon code is ACTING, A-C-T-I-N-G, all one word, all lowercase. And uh, the links will take you directly to the, um, the different versions for that, and, uh, and it should I have already applied the discount if you use those links. The description for Layover is, in this French-language feature film, debut from writer-director... Let me try that again. In this French-language feature film debut from writer-director Joshua Caldwell, Simone, played by Natalie Fay, is a young Parisian en route to her wedding in Singapore. But when the airline cancels her connecting flight, she's forced to spend the night in Los Angeles. She decides to make the best of it and contact an old acquaintance, Juliette, played by Bella Dane, who is going through a rough patch in her marriage. Invigorated by her friend's arrival, Juliette insists on taking Simone out for a night of club hopping, With little regard for her friend, Juliet soon disappears with a stranger, leaving Simone stranded downtown without a ride. When an attractive motorcyclist, played by Carl Landler, I think I'm saying that name correctly, uh, appears and offers her a ride, Simone cautiously accepts, leading to an evening of adventure that results in her questioning her life's direction and, ultimately, if she's truly ready to make her connection in the morning. And guys, I've, I've seen this film. Joshua sent me a screener, a private screener online, and it's really, really good. It's really well done. 
and so much of our audience is a DIY focused audience. So I think uh, uh, everybody should check out this film. It's really good. And just to get a deeper kind of understanding for where Josh is coming from with the interviews, being able to kind of have a frame of reference by checking out his work, highly recommend it. So there's a link to the trailer on our site, a link to download the two different kind of packages of the film with a discount. And I really hope that you guys check it out. It's uh, it's good stuff. And if anything, it's just great to support a, uh, a fellow kind of artist out there making it happen in the IAP community. And that is all the announcements. That's <laughs> you everything. Did I did it, and it only took me eight <laughs> minutes. <laughs> I I didn't know I, when I said like I think you should take the lead here. I I, I didn't. Um, I, I felt like, I don't know when you were about halfway through there. I was like, man, I really threw him to the wolves. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but I appreciate you. Did, you did a great job there, Trev. You did a great oh, job, thanks, dude. You know, we're we're so stoked about this, man. We're so stoked. We're back on Stitcher. We're on SoundCloud. There are lots of options to for for people listening to kind of get to the content. We've got these insider notes, which chunks things down for people and makes it easy to digest and apply to their careers. And we've got our guests doing amazing things with easy ways to support them and get even more value just from uh, learning about their process directly from them watching their work i mean this is a big episode dude for just for those things alone i'm really excited and i really hope our listeners take advantage of some of this stuff it's it's pretty cool we should just mic drop and stop recording right now we should Duh. big episode this is a big episode mic drop <laughs> and just walk away a little feedback just walk away yeah just walk away <laughs> What uh, what's new in your world, dude? You, you had a couple auditions this week. You came down with a an illness, and you are working on some other stuff. What's share? Oh yeah, this it was a it was a hell of a week. Uh, yeah, I had several meetings um, yeah, yeah. this week, as well as you know, I'm trying to find a uh, a thrival job uh, here in New York uh, since we have you know basically decided to stay um, at least for the foreseeable future. So I I, I get to you know. <clears throat> make some money to live in this uh this city this <laughs> one of the most expensive cities in the world mm-hmm. um yeah so just uh been looking on they have a couple of websites um actually i should put the link to a couple of these on online i don't know if they have uh jobs available in in everywhere like la but uh, they have uh, jobs available here in new york there's this website that i found that's like great jobs for artists or that, that's the like website that. great jobs uh, for artists that it's not great jobs for artists.com but i literally looked for I, I googled you know jobs for artists i'm doing it right now jobs for artists in nyc um new york oh it is new york only new york foundation for the arts nyfa.org um, so okay. any, if anybody's in New York and looking for a thrival job, it's great. Like they, it's it, it, it is. It's just a bunch of. It's either uh, you know a job <clears throat> that is you know firmly in the arts, um, you know, including desk jobs like working in development for a theater company or something like that, but also uh, jobs that just are you know flexible for artists cool uh, what a great so. resource so i was on that website and i was uh you know talking to friends and just you know so i already got hired by a they hired me at the interview i got hired uh for a catering company cool which is cool and then i have um an interview this week uh to work as a a desk an assistant hotel desk manager front desk manager um that was cool also because I, I didn't feel, I don't know, there's something very adult that I didn't feel qualified for that job. Like For I was the like, hotel oh, desk manager? Yeah, I was like, oh, a management position. Like, I don't feel, like, it, that doesn't feel like I'm, I'm qualified for that or something. So it was a little bit of a breakthrough just in, in applying for it and writing a, a cover letter that I was, you know, seriously interested in it. And um, yeah, I have an interview next week. Cool. With that, so cool. Um, <clears throat> and then the auditions uh, were for a regional production of uh, Ring of Fire, which is the Johnny Cash musical, which I have actually uh, auditioned for before. The same role, the same show, and everything. Uh, and so I had to. I don't have my guitar with me here. Uh, I left yeah. it in L.A., which means that not only did I not have it, but I haven't picked one up in like a year. 
And so I basically had to borrow a guitar and start playing constantly. I was playing my guitar for like three days straight, the same songs, getting, you know, um, trying to get callus on my fingers uh-huh. uh, and, and just um, really busting my, my hiney. And it's just, you know, I, I've, I've, these theater auditions that I've been going out for, uh, especially these musical theater auditions, I've just been, um, the amount of work that I have been, the amount of work and effort that I've been putting into them, I feel really good because I didn't get a callback for this one, but the, the guy, the director was like, you have a great voice. You're going to, you're going to work a lot in this city. He was wow. very, you know, complimentary. And, um, and uh, even when I went out for uh, Aladdin, like uh, you know, she, they, she said, you know, great energy. You're you were well, well prepared, et cetera, et cetera. So anyway, all that to say that um, that dispatch that I wrote um, a couple weeks ago about just giving giving your talent the gift of effort has been my my mo mm-hmm. my modus operandi for um, uh, for the past you know month or two, and it's. It feels good. It feels good to be putting in that much work into the the craft and mm-hmm. not. Um, and then the other audition, one of the other highlights, I did have a VO uh, audition actually. Oh, cool, it man! Made me think of you. Cool. Um, and then the other one was for um, Gotham. That was cool. G- getting to go into that office and 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 I th- I'm pretty sure I booked booked the office and. You know, we'll see what happens with uh, with this role, and if not this role, then something else. That same office um, casts a bunch of stuff, including like Blue Bloods and oh, a lot sweet. of stuff that I'm a lot of stuff that I'm right for. Yeah, you what, know. So, what's, what's the office? Oh shoot, uh, Messia and Bowling. I think I I can't. Um, okay. I I'd have to look it up. Okay, um, it sounds like a great place to be, a great office to be in, and definitely somebody to maybe follow up with with the little postcard campaign action or something yeah they they um yeah beth bowling and somebody cool mesquia mesquia i don't know how to say the last name bowling mesquia but uh yeah i'm hoping uh that i booked the office there and and we'll be you know called back in because there's there's a lot there's just so much going on here and really want to get in with some of these uh bigger offices so that it, you know, they call me in for their various shows. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, so this is a question I've never asked you before in the podcast. We never actually talk about looking in the other direction, but now that you're kind of feeling better, you've got some kind of solid thrival job, uh, applications out in the world. What do you got planned for this week? What's coming up? Oh, um, interesting. Well, I have like, a, I have a couple of, um, uh, job interviews, like I said before. um, I've got some work I get to catch up on on, on the podcast, actually, um, and um, trying to get back into the habit. Uh, Jasmine and I used to do this a lot when we were in L.A. and just haven't done it as much here, and we've been <clears throat> really trying to get back in the habit of um, intention setting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in other words, having... Uh, what you call jam sessions, right? Yeah, the jam sessions. Yeah, exactly. And we... We haven't been doing them. Well, we just started doing them again recently, um, and it's amazing what what that can can create. Um, setting and setting intent, like this is what I want. You know, this is what I want to focus on. Um, you know, we've talked about LOAs on the on the podcast before, and mm-hmm. it's a it's a it's so unbelievable how the immediacy of the universe or whatever you want to call it. Like as soon as you are like, these are some of the things I want to focus on. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. Here's like three auditions and, <laughs> you know. <laughs> the universe responds, yeah. Yeah, yeah. pretty uh, pretty uh, immediately. And then um, we were supposed to um, go camping again this week, and we, we sort of called it off. So we've made a promise to ourselves to, um, to essentially get out into nature. We might go to Central Park or just, you know, uh, give ourselves uh, like a staycation. Uh-huh. Um, some some mental time away, so to speak. Um, and then the other thing I'm excited about is um, the New York Actors Tweet Up is uh, this week. Oh, cool! Um, will this be the first Wednesday time? Night. This will be the first time going, or the second? This will be my second time going, but the first time I came from Heather's, and so I had sort of missed the majority of the of the night. Like I didn't really get a chance to. I, I met like Aaron Kronikan and and. Yeah. Um, 
you know, a couple other people, but most of the people had left. So I'm excited to attend the, the majority of it this time. Cool. Cool, man. I can't wait to hear about that. So we so, are, we are way out of time. Yeah. I was going to uh, say, we probably don't even have any time for our, uh, our listener questions, we right? Do not sadly, uh, but Josh, we want you to know um, that we got your question about multiple representation versus single representation, and we are totally going to tackle the crap out of that in the next episode. We're really excited to to chat about that, as well as uh, a voicemail we got from Jesse. We got a great comment from Justin. Mark wrote in with a great question, really great question. So there's a lot to talk about in the next few episodes. So thanks, guys, for for writing in, and we're stoked to uh, to talk about it very soon. Yeah. In the meantime, let's uh, roll on into uh, part two of Trevor's interview with uh, content creator Bria Grant. Yeah, so enjoy. a friend who just uh i was just talking to her yesterday and she decided like last week to do a character a day and Love post a, a minute long video on youtube just like it just it. creates a character and improvises for a minute on her laptop and then just posts it on youtube and you know you, i think sometimes you might hear something like that and be like oh geez what is the disaster this is going to be but when i checked it out i was really impressed it was mm-hmm. really really cool there was no comment on her character or anything like that like she's right. she's fantastic and but it's just like it could have gone pretty awfully right awfully but and it, the it wasn't like who cares like it's gonna you're gonna have shit that goes awfully i do major television shows and i watch them i'm like that was awful you know like <laughs> i mean like that shit goes awfully the shit you're, you may as well be making something yourself and fuck it up like mm. that's kind of like you i mean and then at least you have some sort of like agency about it like you're not you're not just waiting around for someone else and then that ends up being terrible like i think i, I think like who cares if it's bad think about do you write do you write yeah yeah, yeah yeah and was your first, how was your first screenplay ever written? Uh, well, the first short that I did, I was, the first, it's funny when I was writing it, I was like, this is the most brilliant, brilliant. thing ever. So I am, so I am one of a kind. <laughs> I am, a, I am a diamond in the rough. You are, you're such a diamond. <laughs> Two hours later, I'm like, who wrote this exactly. shit? This is the worst. It's horrible. So we went through seven drafts of it. Thank God for Mark Good. Gant, who, uh, who plugged in his, I, his wisdom and heart. And, I just had coffee yeah. with his wife or fiance. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Also a, a Bri- well, a Brie, not a Bria, but She's yeah. In the um, so thank God for him. Cause he really kind of helped me turn it around. But I mean, but yeah, the first one was pretty pretty awful took me a while to see it but, but so I did. i mean the only problem with like youtube and like us making our own things is that you're gonna make some awful shit and people actually see it now <laughs> <laughs> but like it's okay like you're gonna have like you're gonna make awful shit like later in your career too like i mm. I, I just think you may as well just like fail hard like fail big if you're gonna fail fail in public like don't don't fail like because you never made it don't, like because you sat there and, like didn't ever write it go and write it like write it and then fail doing that oh i love that Okay. That was the knowledge bomb right there. That's a knowledge bomb. Boom. Fail hard. Boom. Fail hard. <laughs> fail big. Don't fail because you didn't do it. Yeah, exactly. I love that. You That's really to. great. And now, um, Best Friends Forever is, also, is on um, uh, iTunes on and iTunes Amazon. And, stuff. and, and then we're Hulu about to go to Hulu Plus. Hulu awesome. Plus is going to be our, our home for the... Um, uh, the non-pay. I guess that is still a pay thing. But yeah, it's, it's like eight bucks a month or something. Yeah, like I, that, I, don't yeah. Know, I pay for it, so I have yeah. no idea, but it goes to my credit card every month. Um, Yeah, it's... The indie filmmaker world is like, I mean, I just was like, everybody should do it. It's so hard <laughs> because <laughs> if you don't have any stars in your film um, and you you are not a major director and you're not a straight up genre movie, which we were not, um, it's hard. It's hard to get distribution. You're like fighting for your movie. Like you're fighting for your movie with your distributor. You're fighting to get everything because there's so many movies being made now, but I still think it's important to do. I mean, and it may be not a, I mean, I think the film world is hard. I, I mean, and I can talk about, I've moved to like doing into more web stuff now because I love what the web world, cause it's so immediate and it's so, there's so many interesting things being made on there yeah. and it's cheaper. Honestly, like to make a movie is expensive, but just even indie movies, just like the bullshit that you have to get done to have it played in a theater to have like, you know, for, for distribution and things along those lines. So just, just stupid expensive. Applying mm. to festivals alone and going like you're like oh that's five six thousand dollars applying to festivals and going to the festival and buying right. a hotel room you know what I mean right so. so the web thing is really where your focus is right now um it's not where my focus is I mean in theory I would like my for my focus right now to be on television because that's like I said it's like where my heart is it's where I got my start and it's where I still like it's the medium that I still am like so 
interested in. Like if I told you how many tele- hours of television I watched a week, you would be embarrassed for me. Um, <laughs> so that's like kind of like where I would like to uh, be, but I'm doing web stuff with hopes of sort of going into television. Right now I'm, this is why I was like, I have like two hours. Um, I uh, start production on a show for the Nerdist channel yeah. called Real Housewives of Horror. We start yeah. production this Friday. I and saw, we start coming out in October. Yeah, I watched uh, I watched the first episode oh, of the site oh, cool. uh, earlier today, and it was really, really well done. Thank you. It was Thank really you. fun. It's really stupid, but I, someone is paying, like, letting me make that, and I was like... Was that, was that your idea? Yeah, I wrote it and I produced it and I started, obviously, I didn't direct it, which is like my key, my rule now is that I can do, I can do like, oh, I guess I can do three out of four. <laughs> I was going to say two out of three, but I can produce, produce, direct, star, and write. I'm only letting myself do three out of four. Cool. <laughs> I don't know if that's, that's like not really putting a, <laughs> like calming myself down. Lazy. We have a different director. Lazy. Um, Sandeep Parikh directs, directs them and he's amazing. And cool. He is, um far far too understanding about me being like but i need to know every single thing that's going on because yeah. i've directed yeah. I, so i'm used to having my hands and everything that's so. great yeah so so here's the kind of dilemma in my head with this stuff because you have yeah. a film yeah. and, and in, in my head film completely legitimizes an actor's career that's right then you have the web stuff that you know more or less anybody can do and there's yeah. a lot of crap out there on the web yeah so when i hear the word web series i'm at a place in my life where i hear the word web series and i'm like okay it's probably subpar production quality it's probably mm. bad audio it's probably weak storyline it's probably a lot of actors doing gimmicky shit that's that's funny to them but to nobody else that's what i think of course that's not true in many many cases sure. including real housewives right real, and real housewives yeah. like our budget for this season is the same as the budget for my my movie. Oh wow! So, right or on. it's it's similar in budget size. I will. It's not the same. It's a little mm-hmm. bit less, but not much less <laughs> considering. Okay. Um, so, you know, I think it's changing. That that's my way of saying I think things are changing. Like I think um, I was talking to this actress the other day, and maybe you disagree with this because of what you just said. But she said that when a casting, she was talking to this casting director who said when she looks at resumes. If you don't have something web on there, then she's like, what the fuck have you been doing? Wow. But I'm behind, so, I can get behind that. Yeah. Yes, but also, you also don't want shit out there of yourself, and it's yeah. so easy to access. Like, I'll watch it and be like, ooh, why were they in this crappy thing? Like, that yeah. sucks. You well, know, like, girl you know, 15, be, like, really? That's your You don't want to be like, thing? right, exactly. Yeah. But but then, like, I just did, um, so my friend Kit Williamson, who should, you should totally have on here, it's very interesting. He was a, a Broadway actor, moved to L.A., kind of like struggled, didn't find his place out here. And he made his own web series um, a few years ago, two years ago. Uh, maybe it was last year. No, it must have been last year. Um, called Eastsiders. And he won LA Weekly's best um, web series. He got like, he got distribution. Logo bought it. It's a gay web series. Logo bought his web series, put it on television, um, which is the dream, right? And then he ended up on, he's on Mad Men now as an actor. He's like, he's, it's made his career like go through the roof, right? Yeah. And I don't know if it's that. I mean, I think it's a mixture of... The exposure the web series brought him, but also um, I, I think it's a confidence confidence thing. I think if you're making your own stuff, it makes you feel better when you walk in other rooms because mm-hmm. you're like, I don't need your stupid job. Like I already have my own shit going. Like you probably should want me because I'm pretty awesome. Like which is what you should feel when you walk into an an, an audition room. I think. Yeah, yeah. You know, you should say like you should want me. Like this is. This is my world. Like, you're just, like, invited to have me a part of your world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, like, I might bring my audience to your little pr- production right, if you maybe, want. if you're if lucky. Maybe, yeah. if you, like, I might bring this genius that's happening here. Like, you might be able to participate in this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't feel like that. By the way, I'm never that confident in an audition, ever. I've never once been that confident. Um, I don't know. So, I agree with you. I think there's, like, it's a mixed bag. Because there's yeah, a lot of web yeah. stuff where I'm like, I would never be a part of that shit. Or whatever. You know, judgmental me. But I think there's also a lot of indie movies that end up being crap as well. True, yeah. And yeah. like, and I guess at least with web, I'm like, well, at least it comes out like in the next like couple months instead of like True. waiting like the two yeah. years it takes for an indie movie to come out, which is in reality how long it's going to take a year or two. Yeah, a, probably two years before you see it anywhere besides festivals, right? Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, I I do think that that world is it's slowly becoming like the same universe, especially with like Amazon and Hulu. Nerdist is doing great now. Geek and Sundry, all those like the things that Legendary is giving money to. Like, there's a world out there that's making money and making cool shit. It's just taking a minute yeah. for the web. So I was gonna, that was going to be my next question is, um, I, I know that the indie film world is in, notoriously difficult, not only to just get stuff out there and yeah. like get distribution deals signed and stuff like that. Like we just had that whole conversation with Eric. Oh, did you? Oh but, yeah. I didn't get to that part yeah, of the podcast. Oh man. He just, I it's mean, horrifying. it's, <laughs> it's difficult. We can oh, definitely say that. It's horrible. Um, and we've heard that time and time again on, on the show, but with web stuff, have they figured out how to pay people yet? 
I mean, you said no. there's, there's money in it. Yeah, I mean, right, but, because it's like there's they have a bigger backer, right? Because sure. um, Nerdist is owned by Legendary, so yeah. now or they're partnered with Legendary, so they I, have that I, money. By the way, I didn't even know Nerdist was into video stuff. I, I found that out, and I was like, that's yeah. the coolest thing ever. Yeah, and they're so their big thing now is they're doing um, not appointment viewing, but like they're doing a schedule of like a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. So we're like their Thursday show for the fall or something wow. like that. I, I don't know what day, but we're one day in the fall. So they're doing like a different show every day, trying to bring people to their own like portal. Um, I forgot where your question was. Uh, making <laughs> making money with that. Stuff. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think that there are people like that. The big people are making money with it. Mm-hmm. I think other people are just making art. <laughs> <laughs> but are you, are you being paid as an actress for this? Yeah. I mean, it's, I, it's in the budget, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. For yeah. sure. I'm making, yeah. I'm, I, yeah, it's worth my time. Cool. Which, cool, cool. and I value my time. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So how, how did you get this show into involved with Nerdist? I mean, obviously you leveraged some relationships, but mm-hmm. uh, what was that process like? Did you just pitch it to them? Or? Yeah. 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 So I, cool. um, uh, I had done a couple of nurse shows, uh, just like they had a couple of shows. They had like a cooking show I did called something where I, I came in and did like when I was doing Dexter and then I was also on another like news show they did. So I did a little couple of guest things here and there for them. Cool. And then I know Chris from back in the day, just from years ago, I know Chris Hardwick and I had gone in and pitched him and his partner, um, maybe a couple years ago on a couple of projects, but then I didn't end up having the time to do them cause I started doing best friends forever. Um, and then, um, I just had this idea and I was telling my boyfriend, I was like, wouldn't it be weird if we made a house? Cause I like housewife shows and I, but I also love horror stuff. So I was like, wouldn't it be weird if we made one, but it was like the housewives were married to like demons and like ghosts and serial killers and stuff. And he's like, you should write that up and pitch it. So he and I went in together. My boyfriend's Kevin Pereira, who some cool. people might know he's, he's a host and nerds like him and um which i'm a nerd i like him also Ner- nerdy people enjoy him he's he's in he's in that world um so we went in and pitched it together which helped because cool um you know i hate to say it, but it helps have it helps that he was also there and he has his own production company so he was able to help with a lot of the producing and stuff like that god that is so cool that's a whole world that i am so excited to just get, get involved with producing or pitching uh just the whole like you know having an idea developing yeah. it and then actually getting somebody else on board with the idea such that there is real money and an actual platform. Yeah. Like that's just so, it's so far beyond what I can imagine right now. Right. But it, it sounds like it's something that's actually a lot more within reach than. Oh, it's right there. It's totally yeah. within reach. Although I have this theory about LA where like everything feels within reach because you live in LA mm-hmm. where like this guy over here is like, Oh, I'm just, I'm directing a movie with George Clooney. And you're like, what? Yeah, it's like, like, I could do that. Like, you know, yeah, just feel, yeah. but it's like, that's actually not within my reach right now. I should understand that. And like, you see your friends on billboards and you're like, what? but I, that seems like it could be me. Um, so what's your thing? Is your thing, do you want to do an indie a movie or do you want to do a web thing? What's your thing? Well, I'm kind of bouncing around between the two. I mean, actually I was thinking feature film just because mm-hmm. I, I like the fact that it legitimizes an actor, you know, more than like a, a web series in, in many people's minds. Like you said, that's changing. Yeah. But hearing you talk about web series, I mean, I originally I was going to take my short film and make it into a feature film, but then I was thinking web series because mm-hmm. I think it's a compelling idea. Tell me could, the idea. It's about a girl who wants to donate her eggs and oh. her boyfriend has a problem with it. That was I the short, it. that was the premise of the short film. But there's a lot more kind of pieces that I'm bringing in with like religion and art and, and, you know, um, sort of weird, uh, eugenics stuff. It's, so it's really interesting. I think that's great. Uh, I think there's a lot to mine there. I think it could stand on its own as a web series, Yeah, but I mean, I don't know where to even start with a lot of it. Yeah. I mean, well, that's the problem, right? So, I mean that, and people ask me, I feel like particularly actors who've like written scripts, they're like, well, how do you get your script funded? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I feel like I fell into that, but I went to people who'd funded actually the movie I was talking about where I left my agency over. They helped me fund my feature film randomly. Um, they were very pro female filmmakers. I went to them on knowing that and they were like, yeah, we'll give you money to make this movie. And so we went to them and then I had a, about four other people help fund it. And then I, we use Kickstarter for our post. So I awesome. kickstarted the end of the post production of yeah, our movie yeah. and our reshoot days. So, which was kind of a lot. Um, yeah. So we raised like 80 K or something. Like Damn, yeah. Nice. So I don't know. I mean, I think that, the, I, I think there's so many, so I guess here's my thing. Indie movies, I think do legitimize, actors in some ways if it's a good indie movie and if people see it i mean the thing is like <laughs> i've done 22 yeah. i've done so many indie movies that i don't know what happened to them like mm. i've done like they just like i went and did them and they i don't know like they just disappeared and like i guess people didn't finish them which i 
being on that side of things, I totally understand. I, there were many days I did not want to finish my movie and I fucking hated it and wanted to walk away. <laughs> but I, it's just such a weird, it is a catch 22 because you just have to trust that, that these people are going to like finish this movie and make it good. And mm-hmm. on an indie budget, it's hard because you have people working for free and your director's probably working totally for free. And, or because it's his passion project or her passion project, and they're probably not getting paid, and the producers probably aren't getting paid, so they're having to do all this work with like no, no money, no incentive. So on top of some other weird day job or whatever they're doing to make yeah. money, which yeah. sucks. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know, and the, and the distribution thing is such a pain in the ass because I mean, and you know, we were very lucky when we got to go to Slam Dance. It's a wonderful film festival. We got offers for from I think four different companies. So we for the light. Okay, so our movie for like. The life of me, I could not, we could not find um, someone to help us sell it, a sales agent, um, which you need someone on the ground to invite these people to come watch your movie, to buy the movie, right? Because everybody's like, it's too weird. It's not genre. It's not ungenre. It's like, you know how many famous people in it? It's just like too weird of a movie. And I was like, whatever. Fuck you guys. So we found, ended up finding like a lawyer on the ground who was like, look, if you have a deal, like we found her at the festival. She was like, if you get a deal, we will, I'll help you like do the deal. And we ended up getting like four offers while we were there. So those people nice. were fucking nuts. Um, but none of them had un- upfront money. None of them. Which mm. is so scary. Because then you're like, how are we going to make our money back? And you have to make it back. Because then they they take it to um, you know, the Netflix, the iTunes, the whatever. And they try to broker a deal. And they're not going to get any upfront money. Because they don't. And it's just like, you're just trying so hard to make back like this measly amount of money you spent on this movie. And like, it's going to be hard. And I, I mean, I probably shouldn't say it out loud. I don't know if we'll make our money back on our movie ever. Which is fine because a lot of our people are Kickstarter people so they would never uh-huh. expect their money back. Right, yeah. You know, like they got other crap instead. Literally like crap. Like, I don't know. But they got DVDs. <laughs> they got DVDs. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's such a pain in the... It's, it's a catch-22. It, it really... There's so many pros and cons that they, they weigh equally, I feel like. Yeah, that's the key, right? Like, I mean, yeah. whether or not you do your project as a web series or as a film like you should just do it and like look it may not it probably it might it probably will fail <laughs> like, it probably will like i mean yeah, in, in yeah. the scheme of things best Friends forever is technically like a financial failure mm. um but did it like end up making me kind of happy yes did it mean i can walk into a room at nerdist and go like hey i know how to make stuff look here's my thing right, yeah. it premiered in a decent film festival and yeah it meant that and then i can walk into other rooms i was i was pitching a tv show last year and then i got people like sci-fi channel met with me and i was like why in the world would they like who the fuck am i and like it's like oh because you made a movie you made a movie and that's why so in that way like if you want to be a creator i think making a movie does help you quite a Mm -hmm. bit because you're like i saw this through and it's a pain in the ass and i worked on it for fucking two years and that's right right. i think you do what makes you happy but you have the the immediacy of the web stuff which is right there and then so like as an actor that's amazing because you can go like in fact, like, so when I was casting Real Housewives of Horror, um, I, I, it's so interesting casting stuff, right? Like, I think all actors should sit in on castings. Like, you should just yeah, I would totally. love to. I'd love to be a reader. Oh, my God. You need to. Yeah. Just yeah. go do it. Go volunteer. Call Bonnie Gillespie. Call somebody. Call somebody on your show. I totally should. You just need to right now. It's so important because you'll watch, you'll watch, you take it. Everything seems so much less personal. Mm. Like, you're just like, oh, it's not that they like, it's just, it's just not, it's not your fault. Mm-hmm. You came in, you did do a good job. And it's just like, you actually weren't right. I always get that feedback from my manager. She's not right for this one, but the next one from like some casting director. And I'm always like, fuck you, casting director. But in reality, they're right. Like, I'm just not, probably not right. And I'm weird looking. I'm weird. And obviously you've been with me for the past hour. So, you know, like I talk really fast and I'm full of energy. And so like, I'm not right for most things. <laughs> like I'm not right for Your like, resume speaks otherwise. Slow dramas. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, I'm an actor. What can I say? Um, <laughs> but I do think that, Oh, I was going to say, so one, there was a girl we, I wanted to cast. I'd been in an acting class with her and I was like, I want to cast her on real housewives. She even been on a TV show, but she it was really different than what we wanted to put her in. Right. Like for this role in real housewives of horror. And so my director was like, can you get her to put herself on tape? And I'm like, ugh, I don't know. It's like we're doing like a pilot for a web thing. Like I feel like weird asking her to do that. So she sent me over this short film that was on the internet. It was like a little web short. And we cast her because of that. Because it mm. was like it showed this other side of her that I was like, there it is. That's what we need. Like that's all, that's all we need to see. And I think that's what actors should be looking to do. Like if you're going to do something on web, do something that's like out of your wheelhouse. Like go and do like what, what is your thing? What's you, what do you play? 
uh, got anything from like the gay best friend to the gay bad best guy. Friend, I yeah. see he was a bad guy. Yeah, I would get the bad guy a lot more. You now like a surfer too? Is that your thing? No, not not too much. Mm. I've been going out a lot for a lot of like rocker guys lately because yeah, yeah, yeah. of the you know the man bun hair thing. But, yeah, 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 the hair thing, which is hair for some reason is such a dictator of what we play. So yeah, sorry. It's interesting. Um, but and, like, yeah, but if you get the role, like, right, if you get offered the leading man role, like, not the best friend, like, or the the like clean cut, whatever, like. Obviously, you should go do that because then you have it. Like you're like, hey, here's me doing this. If you need to see this, mm-hmm. which is happens to me all the time, and like so when I'm casting something, it's great. And then me as a person, when I'm up for a role as an actress, and I'm like, hey, I, like I know I can do this, and I it's something really different for me. But I I have like tape of me doing this. I send that over too. I make sure my they see everything. Mm. And you can just send them a YouTube link. You send like, them a YouTube bam, right link, there. and like yeah, it's right there. Like there's me on this. Yeah, and I'm doing this weird thing. Yeah, pay attention to the scene between three minutes and four and a half minutes or something like it's, that. Even. And it's so important because like if yeah. I can't picture you doing that, like why would I bring you? Why would I mm. hire you? Like yeah. I mean, I saw you do it in the audition room, or but I, I don't know. Or if you can't come in an audition, like. It's amazing the shit that... I mean, the web is changing everything. It's like, that's the most obvious thing anybody's ever said. (laughs) (laughs) The web is changing everything. um, But it is. It really is. Hey, folks. Welcome back to the bookends. Hope you dug part two of Trev's interview. And uh, we're going to have a third, right? Yeah, we are totally going to have a third. Just that good. Just lots of brie grand goodness. She was really funny on uh, Twitter. (laughs) What was she saying? Like, I don't talk about the craft, but I do talk about not giving a shit. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Something like that. It was great. I was like, that that sounds like like us. (laughs) It sounds like... That sounds like you are right in our uh, ballpark there. That's really yeah. cool. She's just one of those people that immediately puts you at ease, and you just you feel like you've known her for, for years. So I had such a great time with her. Such a good person, good energy, inspiration all around. What's your pick of the week, man? Uh, my pick of the week, look, it's old hat. I get it. People are probably going to laugh, but if you haven't seen it, I just I don't know why I, I didn't watch it when it was originally on the air. Um, and I just recently started watching the West wing. It's on Netflix. Uh, you know, I, I know that there's a lot of countries and people who listen to this that don't get Netflix. I'm really sorry. You can probably also find it on Amazon. You can probably, you know, get the DVDs somewhere. I'm sure a friend, <laughs> talk to your friends. Someone might own the DVDs. It's, it's just so fantastic. I'm already a big Sorkin fan as it is and i don't know why uh, i as a sorkin fan I, I sort of didn't i never watched it i feel embarrassed yeah i'm 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 part way through the first season and and it's just extremely well written extremely well acted the people that they got for this show like you know you have people like jason isaacs being as a as a as a guest star you know, like they they were just not messing around. They got some serious, serious A-list talent, series regulars on down to the to the to the co-stars. So, yeah. So the West Wing is my pick of the week. Like I said, I know it's old hat, but um, it's just it's so good. And um, and as far as you know, the quality of production probably going to be relevant forever that makes any sense yeah yeah i've never seen that show but i uh i should see it because i just always hear great things about it there you go there so w- if, as long as one person <laughs> <laughs> so I've it's got, huge Trevor. I, yeah i've got the following to watch from your last week's episode pick and now i got the west wing man I'm not gonna get any work done well, yeah. actually, I'll get a lot of work done because as actors, this is all just research and development, right? It's research. It's R&D, baby. <laughs> it's great. What's your pick of the week? My pick of the week is a podcast uh, put out by the same people that do This American Life, which is just the king of all podcasts ever. And this podcast is called Serial, and it's a, it's their very first official spinoff. And it's, it's really cool because they follow the, this team of people follows a story for basically as long as the story takes to kind of complete. And they've got three episodes up right now, but they're following this kind of murder trial about this guy. And, and there's like a, there's, he was convicted. This guy was, this guy was convicted of strangling and burying his girlfriend. And there's, there's, but there's like really shaky kind of testimonies against him. And if, and he's been, he's been talking about, he's been maintaining his innocence the entire time. And this happened like 15 years ago, but this woman who's kind of heading up the whole podcast 
She has conversations with all the people involved in the case. She has conversations every week with the guy who's in jail. And you don't know where the story is going to end up. But every week, once or twice a week, a new episode comes out with a little update on, on how it's going and what they're uncovering. And, and even though they're opening this case again after 15 years, there's still a lot to be explored. And it's just really well done. And given that it's you know a spinoff of This American Life, the quality is, is, is kind of guaranteed. And it's, it's very um, intriguing. And it's a really interesting study in, in human behavior and our legal system, you know, the strengths and weaknesses of it. And I've just been loving it, man. Serialpodcast.org. Check it out. That's awesome. Is it? Yeah. <clears throat> is it under the NPR umbrella since uh, this American since it's a spinoff of This American Life, or is it like its own sort of independent thing? I, I, get, I think it's its own independent thing because I don't think it's on the radio. It's only a podcast. Uh, as far as I can tell right now, I don't think they, I know that they played the very first episode on this American life. Like the, one of the recent episodes of this American life was an episode of serial, but ever since then, it's just been a podcast feed. I don't think you can find it anywhere else. Huh? Okay. But it's great. It's really cool. That's really cool. I'm I'm Uh, deep into podcasts, man. I'm, I'm really into them these days. Yeah. They're, it's great. It's great content. I mean, uh, seriously, not even two days. If we, if we didn't have, a podcast i would still say that it's 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 such a cool um way of of consuming content yeah um it's it's kind of like it's we're in that kind of on-demand culture where you know we get our content on demand we we listen to it when we want to listen to it we watch it when we want to watch it netflix tivo all that stuff so podcasts (coughs) are right in line with that you know sure and it's so easy to make a high quality kind of thing these days so uh yeah, it's they're in their heyday, and it's it's time. It's time. Cool. We also got a uh, a, a listener pick from uh, Grace Gordon, who has been listening to the podcast for a fair bit and uh, pretty active on on Twitter and stuff, being being in contact and in touch with the podcast. Her pick is, I guess, a YouTube video, but it's really uh, this this guy who apparently is a, a life coach uh, named Brendan uh, Burchard. I guess is how you would say yeah, his name. Richard or Burchard, maybe. He's written a book. Uh, he's written a couple books, actually. One called The Charge, and there's one com- that's coming out this month called The Motivation Manifesto. Um, Grace w- <laughs> was, I guess, trying to be nice to our listeners, saying I don't, I didn't want to like inundate them with all this stuff, but it's all good, Grace. We're going to talk about it all um, because she was saying like rather than talk about the books, let's just focus on this. Um, this YouTube video. So the YouTube video itself is called how millionaires schedule their day. And then there's like a one page productivity tool that goes along with it. So there's actually a link, um, to the, to the productivity tool as well. But the YouTube video, I guess is about 30 minutes long and, uh, is exactly what it sounds like how millionaires schedule their day. Basically it's about, you know, um, uh, productivity. So I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. But I'm looking forward to it. Um, obviously, this is something that Trevor and I are very much into. So, Grace, you are you, you know your audience. Let's put it that way. <laughs> like, if, yeah. you've, uh, if you've listened to this podcast any any length of time, you know that this is this is right up our alley. So, yeah, thank you so much for sending that in. I'm looking forward to checking it out, and uh, hopefully, our listeners are as well. Yeah, I can't wait to dig into this. Sweet, thanks, Grace. Uh, our patron of the week is a new patron. Her name is Marjorie Silver, and she comes to us from Philly. What? What? Up? what? Represent East Coast. It's my hometown. Town. By the way, the Eagles shut out the Giants last night, twenty-seven zero. It was that gorgeous, was insane. It by was the way, awesome. It was insane. Awesome. The Giants of all teams, like mm-hmm. unbelievable. There was some crazy football happening yesterday, I gotta yeah, say. Yeah, there was, man. And the Cowboys won too. And you know, Eagles and Cowboys are kinda like we don't like each other. So now we're actually tied in terms of standings. So it should be really well, interesting. And, and the Cowboys were playing the uh defending champs. I'm pretty sure they were playing the Seahawks. Oh, they were. Yeah, <laughs> I think they were, yeah. Yep. And the Packers beat the Dolphins in the last three seconds. No way. Uh because the play before uh, Aaron Rodgers faked faked a spike to stop the clock, and then tossed it to uh, I can't remember which receiver. Got the first down, and then on the very next play, with three seconds left on the clock, they threw it into the um, into the end zone. Oh, dude, that is epic. 
It was incredible. It was incredible. Awesome. I mean, yeah. If you have a chance to see some of the replay from the end of that game, I, I highly recommend it. Awesome. It was insane. But uh, yeah, congratulations to uh, your Eagles, uh, Trevor, and your Eagles, Marjorie. Assuming you like football, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's from Philly, so she bleeds green whether she likes it or not. Uh, <laughs> she doesn't have a choice. <laughs> she uh, she loves theater. She loves dance, music, movies, television, and flowers. She says. She teaches acting and goal setting, and she coaches privately. She's also a performance supervisor at Longwood Gardens, uh, ensuring that artists and audiences have a great experience at concerts and other events. She has a BA in communications, an MA in theater, and a PhD in sport psychology. So, overachiever much? No, I'm that's really awesome, Marjorie. You are uh, an impressive individual. Uh, she explores turning wishes into facts. And that, uh, that is just an epic kind of log line with which to live your life. Uh, there's a link to her stuff on our page, as well as a little photo of her. So make sure everybody check out uh, Marjorie Silver, our patron of the week. Sounds like somebody who's really exciting to kind of be in touch with and, and follow along with. Uh, so thank you, Marjorie, for your support. So stoked to have you as part of the family. Keep an eye out for your IAP Insider Notes. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Cool. So for episode 164, uh, you guys know how to get in touch with and support the podcast. It'd be great if you could hit up our website, InsideActingPodcast.com. Sign up for our newsletter. It's totally free. And you'll also get a five uh, five sort of like actor essential tools in the digital age sort of one-page thing we put together. And we are working on the IAP Manifesto, which will be a free download shortly. So if you're not on the email list already, hop on over. Hop on the email list. You'll get... Uh, who get kind of exclusive essays each week from either myself or AJ, as well as some other cool stuff. So hope you join that and hope you, you know, reach out to us on iTunes and Facebook and Twitter and all that fun stuff. We're everywhere. And uh, the biggest and best thing you could do would be to tell your friends and or support the podcast financially. This is kind of a listener-powered podcast, and every dollar that we get from our patrons uh, goes right back into making this thing bigger, better, faster, stronger. So you can do that on our website. Just look for the patron or subscribe or donate button, and uh, make sure you keep your receipt because it's right offable as a tax donation. It's an education expense. So how sweet is that? Win, win, win. Uh, and that's really about it for episode 164. Anything else you want to add before we wrap up? I don't think so, man. Just uh, get... I want to say something like, uh, become a patron and get inside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds weird, man. It's, I know, I know. That's, a, that's why I said it. I know it sounds weird, oh, but it's okay. like it's like uh, the insider notes. Become a patron and get inside. <laughs> I love I don't that. Know. It's really disgusting and weird, but... <clears throat> oh, but it's true in a way. All right, so for episode 164, there's a whole team of people that make this thing happen, and they are Jen Levin, our production coordinator, Cesar Gamino, our technical director, Gadali Gubarek, our marketing and web director, and Deborah Smith, our community man- manager, not to mention uh, all our patrons, who are the sun rays on the photovoltaic uh, plates and things on top of our uh, podcast bus. Did you just say the- photovoltaic? <laughs> I did. I, I did. That word has no place here. I just because it's long. I, I just like saying it. It just kind of sounds impressive, you know? It is. Oh, That's what I'm saying. That's the name of my new <laughs> band. That's actually not a bad idea. Anyway, uh, for, Getting his, ideas. For, for episode 164, man, uh, I am your co-host, Trevor Algott. I'm AJ Meyer. You done? I'm done, oh. man. I'm done. We'll see rip. you next week. And in the meantime, photovoltaic. I knew you were going to do that, dude. I Actually, changed I it. Were, I had to. I thought you were going to do uh, become a patron and get inside. I was. I was. I changed it after photo. This episode of Inside Acting has been brought to you in part by VO2Gogo.com, the award-winning voiceover training system and winner of Backstage's Reader's Choice Award for Best VO Training four years in a row. Visit VO2Gogo.com slash start for a free getting started in voiceover online class that will help you add voiceover to your acting portfolio. That's vodagogo.com slash start.